0: That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. What are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling.
1: And uh, Music. We are just getting
0: started.
1: Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes, that's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. that no talent ass clown became famous, and Brenton, you know that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. There's
2: a little boy the escalator.
1: This is the Kids on the Escalator
3: podcast. Here's CM and BD. It is episode three the kids on the escalator podcast i am back with my co-host and good friend chris machete hello that intro that you just heard is brand new it is such like it is already such a smashing success (laughs) after two episodes that we were able to dip into the pockets of the sponsors pull out 1950 and get a new intro done With our good friend Mike Pongratz, who joins Thanks. us today. How you doing, buddy? Good, hey, Mike. F-
1: I feel like I am your personal podcast intro guy. I mean, we have been together from the beginning. Uh, at
3: this point now, so <laughs> coming up on 50 episodes of the Brenton on Tour Put You to Sleep podcast. Oh, so now we're, now. Onto, now we're on to now we're on to the 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 more exciting pop culture uh, uh, podcast. And uh, you, we're already you know this is three episodes. So I guess I'm up to 53 now. So there we go. And you covered some pretty
1: kick-ass topics in the first two episodes. I mean, The Boys, amazing show. Yeah. And uh, you can't go wrong with, you know, AEW. I That's
0: love AEW wrestling. Yeah, I know. I, and I know you're a wrestling guy, Mike. Like you're yeah, I'm a bit, Just a little bit. I think you almost could have went that way, like, to the wrestling uh, career, right? You just kind of chose a different path, perhaps? Yeah. yeah or did well, it choose I you?
1: I don't think it was ever in the cards for me. Not even for I'm- a manager or? Uh, I, I well, I was a mouthpiece for you know doing the independence around yeah. uh, Southern Ontario, but uh, mm-hmm. no, I think my uh, my calling uh, definitely was was not in the wrestling ring. But I did you know thanks to uh, our buddy Adam, I've I've I had mm-hmm. some, I've had to, I've been able to dip my toes in the. Uh, in the wwe world so that you can was, be uh, seen you can rad. be seen
0: on wwe videos and stuff like that yeah
1: super, man so that's pretty that's super pretty rad cool. that yeah. is
0: really cool see i was going to say like um I'm, I'm doing the comic book uh thing right now but there's two other things i must do before, before my bucket list things, and one is be uh, a game show host, and the oh, other nice. one is to be a manager for a wrestler. I got to do that before.
1: See, uh, the game show host thing—that I, I secretly always wanted to do that too. How I fun mean, would that be? Because I mean, we grow, we grew up in on on all those, you know, Tic Tac Toe and yeah, Family Feud, and you know. I but you stayed home sick night. from school, right? You stayed yeah. home sick
0: from school and it was like, I get to watch all
1: these shows. I know, all the, the, the places right at ten o'clock. You know, it's. Yeah. it's, it's I,
3: I noticed totally. last night. I, I it was crashing. Last night, and those uh, Michael's hosting uh, Card Sharks. It's back. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Card Sharks is wow. back. I'm like, I'm in. I remember that one but too. But they're yeah, bringing yeah.
1: everything back now. I mean, they've yeah. got well, Supermarket Sweeps uh, yeah. with Leslie Jones. Oh uh, what's the other one that they just brought back too? Um, the the one uh, you're know, the Weakest Link goodbye
0: oh right yeah 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 with um
3: jane jane lynch jane, jane lynch. lynch yeah but mike What's it's because now? the only people that watch tv now are us yeah, Dude, the only anyone one. 35 and older my no I mean, kidding my, my daughter doesn't watch tv i don't know if yours does
1: my 16 year old boy is a, a, in the other room there you know watching youtube and tiktok yeah. and and that, that's that's his thing that's yeah. you know the kid's way of and podcasts there you and go. video podcasts and youtubers and all yeah. that stuff so. we,
0: we should revamp uh, bumper stumpers and just do it ourselves on here oh, oh man never bumper um, stumpers you play that every time you drive anywhere
1: bumper stumpers <laughs> was cool actually the other one that i really liked was um and game tv just did a. they ran a special on like the old game shows of canadian tv mm-hmm. and um what was it called it was the the, the one with the riddles um You know uh, riddle me this i'm this this it was another really lame global tv show and i can't remember the name of it if i I saw the host i'd probably remember to me i know that
3: they did i know that they had an open call for um just like mom this summer
1: oh just like mom i remember that one just like mom and dad because they had to make it politically correct right of course the
3: dad's finally got one Uh, the dad's finally got one right
1: (laughs) but the great thing about those shows especially just like mom is we used to, you know, amongst, like, fellow friends, we'd say, if we ever got on that show, mm-hmm. we would just say, I'm the one that put the ketchup into
0: whatever we were baking.
1: Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> that was me. Ketchup. job.
0: That's, That's hilarious. It. And, you know, somebody had to have done that. They had to well, have done course. that. Of course. Of
1: course. And Fergie Oliver and Kath, Fergie and Catherine Oliver at the time, you know. Yes, they were the uh, Hal and
3: Joanne before there was
1: one. They
0: were. were. (laughs) Didn't that guy go on to have some another? Didn't he used to kiss the girls and it was very awkward? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I just saw something. There was YouTube something, there was something awkward
1: about it. I know Richard Dawson always did that with the Family Feud. I think Some of the girls really liked Richard. Oh, well, this was the opposite. Little girls were like, "Whoa, hey, it was kind of weird." But I mean, again, 80s. And, yeah, say, know, everything
0: 80s, was weird in the 80s. It was co- completely innocent. But yeah, that, I thought, I, thought that, I saw a YouTube video on that though the other day. It just sparked my. Uh, <laughs> my, my memory on that, on that, on that. A rabbit hole, hole, are you in, Chris?
3: Where you know furry well, I, I draw person. and
0: I, and I start watching YouTube videos, and they link to the next YouTube video, and the next thing you know, it's, it's... it. It really is a rabbit hole, and that's what yeah. I love
1: about you know just you talk about the kids watching YouTube. I think I'm more into YouTube now to find old shows yeah. like that because somebody inevitably has got old videotape that they've thought, hey, I'm just going to put this up onto yeah. YouTube. So that's where mm-hmm. you can watch all the old. TVO shows now, like, yes. that we grew oh, up on, old. Read Along Jeremy. and all that stuff. Yeah, and Read Along, yeah. Jeremy! Like, yeah, some, I'm a bear called like Jeremy. Totally. And I literally went down a rabbit hole on Halloween night with my sister-in-law because we talked about a lot of these old shows and we started, you know, going down the list and, like, oh, my God, yeah. I forgot about this, so... Uh, YouTube, it has has some merit for us old codgers.
0: Yeah, well, memories are, especially when we have these, because I know we all kind of work on our own little offices, and it becomes your own little bubble even before the whole corona thing came you know before the covid thing like I live <laughs> corona in... is no different for me honestly right <laughs> we all I live in our own little bubble of my
1: time here yeah
0: yeah and you start watching things and you get out in the public and like what do you mean you don't watch jeremy don't you remember that show on tgl they're like jeremy what what looks like oh i just i just streamed the I whole season called jeremy. yeah that's it that's it yeah so you get watching your own thing there and uh, uh uh, the same with like watching those real life murder mystery things that are going on all the time. My wife's doing that now, and holy smokes! Every time I go downstairs, I'm like, "Did you solve this one yet?" Like, which one are you watching now? And I can't sit down and watch because holy smokes, they're addicting too. You know, I think we've
1: got. Stuff. I think I think we've got you know sort of the the bones of a future episode of this podcast because uh, we could spend inch. an Did hour on old shows. Uh, just sort oh, of yeah. one last thing from from our little Saturday night get together. Uh, my my wife and my sister in law and I we went through um, the analog channel list from oh, like when wow. we were kids. You know, like channel two, channel three, channel four, and like
3: mm-hmm.
1: could still remember what channels were on which part of the UHF. Well, if you were in Southern was, Ontario oh.
3: and you were able to get Buffalo twenty nine. You got Superstars Wrestling yeah. on Saturday yeah. afternoons. Yes, yes, did. that's yeah, that was did different. TV? That was different than. C H C H like obviously Maple Leaf yeah. Wrestling, but you yep. wanted that Buffalo feed because that was the that was the good one. That's where they they told all the storylines on Saturdays. Mm-hmm.
0: That's yeah, what and they, that's,
3: yeah, and that's yeah. W U T V
1: was I mean that had a lot of the great kids shows too. That I. We oh, w- yeah, great, great Space Coaster, and uh yeah, a lot and of then, the American and the sk- ones. Yeah, yeah, and ABC had Commander Tom, which yes. you know Oh yeah, there's if a If you grew up in southern either. Ontario in yeah. the seventies and eighties, you knew yeah. who Commander Tom was. So mm-hmm. While well, we are gathered here today
3: for episode three, it is—it's been really
1: a big, so busy good.
3: couple of weeks. We've had a lot to talk about. Chris and I haven't even gotten into Eddie Van Halen yet. That's a whole other oh, episode. I got the Van
0: Halen shirt on. Just so I, I was looking for a shirt, and I was like, yeah, I'll put this one on because
3: we—we well, we haven't even gotten into that. But I've, as you touched on, Mike, I mean, it's been—it's uh, been awesome. There's some great stuff to talk about. There's been movies to talk about, some AEW stuff, Jericho on fire still, all that fun stuff that's been uh, that we've been paying attention to. But we've been super, super stoked diving into the mandalorian which just <laughs> oh, dropped on yes. Friday night on Disney as 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 all of us are uh, eagerly uh, we we're waiting for and here it is and um what an episode it was so um I, I guess we could just That's talk great. about it and go and go about it so um first things first um everyone's got Star wars gear yeah you okay, got
0: gear there Mike, he's got yeah three, I got it a helmet but God. I can't reach it but I yeah, got like all. Yeah. I got numerous things I'm just going to a
1: drink out of my... There you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, and uh... In case
1: I need to drag something out of my backpack, which is... Oh,
3: that's awesome. You got that from the Marshall. So anyways, first off, first off, uh, let's go. I don't want to go scene by scene. That's going to take forever. But, no, no. but uh, takeaways, I think, on casting, number one. Let's start with casting with uh, all, uh, all Oliphant uh, being cast as the Marshall. And then um, yeah. and well, if, then if you go sort of one step above
0: flips. that, sorry, if you go one step above that with the John Favreau, Dave uh, Filoni uh, joint that they're doing here. Oh my gosh. I don't know if a lot of viewers are into cartoons or like uh, the anime, but if you go back to the Clone Wars or Rebels, you're going to get a lot of answers for what's going on in this. And a lot of things that are about to happen. A lot of characters that are coming in. Uh, it's, it's like I say, it's the John Favreau Filoni universe here for star Wars. So this is, a lot different. I I find that uh, these guys are shaping the future of what I think is going to be the new Star Wars. I don't know how you guys feel about the way they're writing it, but my mind's blown. Like I I found even the camera shots are better in this one.
1: It's interesting uh, and I read uh, because uh, this last couple of days, especially since uh, episode one of season two came out, now a lot of the spoiler uh, blinders have been taken off and I I don't want to spoil anything yet, but Um, A lot of the talk is that what Favreau and Filoni are doing is basically course correcting what Disney's done with, with the star Wars um, property since they took it over. A lot of the hardcore fans were like, you're, you're bastardizing, you know, the uh, extended universe and, and and a lot of the, the, the lore that came out after, you know, the original trilogy and you're poo-pooing it and the, The movies that came like Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker were garbage, but it seems like now what they're doing is, because they were kind of left to their own thing, and I don't think Disney really thought this was going to be anything uh, as big as it turned out to be. Exactly, yeah. They're actually, they've done an amazing job of pulling from a lot of that uh, expanded universe stuff. Mm -hmm. and sort of planting seeds as we go along. You know, the, the last episode of season one, we saw, you know, the beautiful saber that, wow, you know, if, dark if, saber, you've watched, if you've watched a lot of, like, the other properties, mm-hmm. those kind of things are, are sneaking in. And that's why I love the fact that there are all these little things that are thrown in for the fans, like the hardcore fans, that are like, oh, dear. like this episode, we quay. Like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, is this like one of the weak way or is it like the weak way that went into the Sarlacc pit in return of the Jedi and somehow he's alive too. So, um, it's things like that, that I'm really loving and Favreau. Yeah. It's like the dude can do no wrong right now, especially with his list of directors that, that he's also pulled on to do the uh, individual episodes. So yes, it was quite the
3: episode. They definitely solved. I thought that they, uh, and, they solved. they were they really made a good attempt at trying to solve the sarlacc pit just out of this episode. The great line yeah. were, um, uh, aren't these, aren't these, uh, what filled with sarlaccs? And it's like, not if you eat the sarlacc, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so, right? And I was like, what a great line. And because uh, if, uh, you <laughs> think
1: of, if you think about it, like as kids, the sarlacc, when you watch Return of the Jedi, like this thing was the mother of all beasts that you know, digested you over a thousand years, mm-hmm. and now here you see this dragon creature that you know can barely just
0: eat the sarlacc so mm, right. okay. there's always a bigger fish right who said that in the in the first one it was uh the yeah, was right. It was yeah. Quigon, fish, yeah right yeah the links from this to return of the jedi were just there was so many that you can't list them all you know what i mean like i was going through some of the easter eggs and i found five i'm just gonna go to like five that i really thought were cool um the whole uh thing about um getting the dragon and blowing him up with the pearl inside that's like yeah. right out of a knights of the old republic mission right in the video yes one of my favorite video games so i love that um the wall of graffiti of course was amazing but here's one thing that i that i thought so there's one that looks like darth vader but okay. i thought it when as soon as i saw the graffiti on the wall of the the triangle and the red deal i thought of a cylon raider from uh, *Battlestar battle galactically Wow. I've, I've never heard anybody mention this but that's what i saw originally like there was there was 3po there of course and and Chewie was in there but yeah i saw a cylon raider that's what i saw that was another easter egg i thought was cool uh of course the spurs from uh from boba fett at the end there which goes back to uh fennec shand when what? she was almost dead there and it was the person walking up with the uh the uh the jingling of the spurs as well so this would mean that Boba Fett's been around for a little while now, right? So it's the same feat, same. But they showed that at the end there when they did the the big reveal of Boba. Fett. I think we all knew that the actual Boba Fett was going to show up at the end there, right? But um.
1: and and now you've got uh, like the speculation. I mean, there was rumor in between season one and two that Tamira Morrison was coming back to portray something. Yes, um, it'll be interesting to see if it's actually Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. or if it's a clone like another clone because
0: again you know, that is a, was that a, is a, of a great of a point that is a great point because if you watch the cartoons the anime uh wow there's there's a few other options because he, he actually he, you know his face is the same as a lot of other clones right like you know what i <laughs> exactly. mean there's many other people he could be might not be boba fett hate to ruin that for the boba fett fans but it might not be boba fett but it was great it was great that it was left there i mean it's
3: I love this story of him, but the the, reveal, the the reveal, the the reveal
1: of it. And I mean, you, you think about how in rise of Skywalker, they brought the emperor back Mm -hmm. and I liked it, but it was kind of like, you know, it just, it didn't seem like it was, uh, it could have been done better. Whereas in this episode, you go through this whole episode, you see, uh, you know, Boba's armor. And -hmm. then you're like, Oh my God, is he, is it, is it, For two seconds, it's like, oh, my
0: God, it's Boba Fett. No, he would not have that cloth underneath.
1: (laughs) And then they go through the whole episode, and then there's that reveal at the end, and you see, you know, oh, Boba Juan Kenobi there.
0: Yeah.
1: um, Who's he? literally looks like he's taken over Ben Kenobi's role on Tatooine now. Yeah. Uh, He's got all the sand
0: gear, right? Like all the sand people here.
1: It's such a great, it's a great reveal. And again, this goes back to the whole expanded universe stuff with Boba Fett. Uh, if you did, you know, if you were a Star Wars nerd and you followed along, I mean, yes, he did get out of the Sarlacc pit, not once, but twice. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he actually became part of the Mandalore, uh, like he was the, he took over the Mandalore clan sort of later in the expanding universe, which will play, could play into, uh, the whole thing now with, uh, with what they're doing with the Mandalorian in this season. And Mm -hmm. it's so cool for Star Wars, like fans because yeah. finally it seems like disney is like why don't you guys just do this project and well because it was funny because cool. the guys that
3: were doing um the guys that did the lego movie that were kicked off the han solo movie you know it oh, was like right. it was yeah. like they yeah. were taking it someplace and and kennedy was like i don't like it and way and then she got i think she got a lot of shit for that um and probably the, and, and now i, I gotta think fabbro was like honored to get it but then was sort of like hey come on now give it to me and let me run with it the way it's
0: supposed to be run. Look at my track record with... um, I think
1: that's right there. I think you you nailed it there. I mean, his track record uh, as a director and even the stuff that he did within the Marvel Universe, I mean, Mm. uh, that's given him a lot of cachet. And again, season one of The Mandalorian, I don't think that Disney expected it to be as much of a hit as it was. I think it was just like... We need content. So let's do a show on Kenobi. Yeah. We'll do a show on uh, oh, Boba Fett. He was big. We'll do something with that. And, you know, I think it was just a throwaway. And then, you know, the the child comes along mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you've got 1977 all over again with marketing and toys and money. And, you know, I think that's when uh-huh. Disney was like, Oh, I think we're on to something. Here. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe we can go with this a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. But at the
1: same time, I think they realized that they got a lot of backlash from what they did with the uh, uh, the last three movies and wow. how the fans were kind of like, mm-hmm, okay, sort of. Uh, of the this is their things, opportunity.
3: One of the coolest things I really um, picked up on, but I loved, the subtle tiny little bit about um, The Mandalorian being able to speak Tuscan. And oh what, yeah! What I, loved about so this, what I loved about it is that it um it really broke down. It broke down this tiny bit of character to me that really he probably has a relationship with almost every single creature in the galaxy, and, and within like he speaks Tuscan, and he can go here, and he just he's like just a people manager to get what he wants, mm. an alien manager, to, whatever. He kills off what he gets when he has to kill, but he he can speak Tuscan, he can. And that was one of the coolest things of the episode to me because it was just like having that ability to, to just, you know, solve that by being just so, you know, smart about it. And, and I don't know, I'd love to get the backstory about why you can speak Tuscan. And it's just, and it was so great because it really gave us insight into the Tuscan Raiders because at this point, they were just the ones that killed Anakin's mom. And yeah, they got at, a lot of redemption and Luke in episode, all the time, sure. and I just thought it was great. So,
1: and, and what was really nice, uh, with this episode, and they, they did this. Uh, I mean, in Last Jedi, there was that whole, um, underlying political sort of vibe with you know the rich people and and how they were, you know, they had the slave children, and and there was like the real big class, and they really kind of tried to force feed that whole thing. This mm. episode, like, you have the Tusken Raiders. And then you have, uh, you know, the colonists uh, from Moss uh, um, Pre- Was it Prego? No, I can't remember
0: Moss. That, that was it, wasn't it? I think so. I was so close to that, Mos- anyway.
1: Anyway, there's definitely a an underlying like, okay, this is we're we're gonna dip our toes into like the real world. Like, here's a faction and another faction. They don't get along, but they'll work together because you you have to understand what the other side. I thought they did it very smartly as opposed to sort of jamming down like, you know, a, another political dagger and like, oh, it's in the Star Wars world, but it happens, you know, everywhere. And I thought right. they re- they really did a nice job of that. And you actually did get a sense of the Tusken Raiders maybe aren't as bad as people would think. Well, what's mind right.
3: that he gives yeah. to the Marshall? You take our food and our water, but you won't take our, you know, won't take it when you we won't. offer it to you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and i just thought great. that's like
3: they're just human so yeah, it's, it's well, they're not they're, human but they're just they're they're yeah. it's, it was great and they, they touched on it when they're in that he's like we need their help we need their help and everyone's like they're just gonna come in and destroy us and they're like listen for as long as mm-hmm. you guys don't don't betray them they won't yeah. ever attack you now the great right. thing about us as the watchers we get to go well i wonder if that's actually true but right yeah. because you can't have a good story without a couple of twists and and you know they <laughs>
1: I liked how they, I mean, the way it was presented is, you know, you have these two factions that don't like each other, that, uh, you know, have a history, but they're fighting a common enemy in order to, you know, maintain their individual lives, because eventually they'll go after the Tuscan Raiders, eventually go after the, the other colonists there, so we need to kill the dragon together for everybody's greater good. Which, you know, ties back into that whole thing now, like the world that we're living in now. You know, we've got this side, that side, but, mm-hmm. you know, what's the common enemy here? And
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the Tuscan Rays were never painted a good way, right? Like, the, no. I, I always go back to that scene rah, rah, where they, they put it back and forth over top of Luke there. And then, of course, they kidnapped Anakin's mom, right? Like, so they were yeah. never there was never anything positive showed about them yeah. at all. That's so yeah, uh, it's it it. good redemption. It was it's like it's almost like this season is going to be about redemption. Um look at Boba Fett, man. Either whoever this clone is, um yeah. looking for redemption. I think we're going to see that 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 uh, trait going through there, especially with uh uh like uh, Ahsoka Tana coming in as well, right? Like oh my yes. god. That's going to be mind-blowing. I I what What is her storyline going to be in with this? Uh, I now, have it,
1: they announced who the actual actress? Yes, which, I,
0: and I'm blanking on her name, uh, but she was in, like, all the Marvel movies as uh, yeah. as the the nurse there, Night Nurse, and she was in, like, all sort of Marvel TV shows, and she okay. was in uh, the Kevin Smith movie, right? The Clerks 2. Oh,
1: um... Rosario
0: Dawson. There you go. So she is playing her. Yeah, like, it's pretty much it's good. I'd say that's confirmed that she's playing her. Um, and yeah, so I don't know where they're going to take that, but that'll be amazing as well. That'll be uh think she'll this, affect the story. This Somebody goes back
1: into going. the fact that they're, they're bringing in, you know, again uh, a part of the star Wars universe that diehard fans know of yeah. and incorporating Insizers. it in with, instead of trying to, you know, you know, make crap up and, and sort of like rewrite Uh, a lot of the the sort of expanded fiction that was uh, that was brought in after return of the jedi that kind of tied everybody over
0: until the prequel movies came out in 97 so yeah they're not trying to change everything we know kind of like what the new star wars movies did was kind of like oh man you're you're kind you're crapping on my history here you know what i mean like whoa i i I like the way it was what do you mean he's still alive like that i that that really burnt my ass i really you know that's, that's a whole
3: that movie. really grind my gears
0: <laughs> it really it does that like that really you know and the fact that it was just kind of like you found out he was coming back in between the movies because of like leaked or not leaked because you found out through the media yeah but the fact that the second movie didn't lead to uh palpatine coming back was ridiculous you're just yeah, gonna let yeah. us know in between the movies like as your trailer oh palpatine's back Yeah, that was well, pretty that's lame another episode why that's what i was saying episode. like but i don't get this vibe with with the with the mandalorian mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like disney said well we won't give you boba fett but we'll give you this guy called mando who's mando oh you decide <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. you know what i mean and and he just he's like boba fett but he's not <laughs> dead well, the right? funny, and the he thing is is like boba
3: fett is like everyone's a clone of jango yeah. and all yeah. the and then so you've got this one but then he does the reveal at the end of season 1 and you're like well he doesn't look like jango at all so there's a whole thing of mandos and then it's like all right. We're, so it was cool to kind of wrap it back around and everyone wants Boba Fett and the, the Boba Fett movie going away or the series going away that they're talking about. I think that this is just going to be a great way to reincorporate some kind of Fett into yeah. our lives that will satisfy Definitely. everybody. And I'll be, wait.
1: I'll be, I'll be very interested to see if this season, if they make a little bit of a change, I know one of the, one of the critiques of last season was that it was too, they they went with that individual episode feel like every episode was kind of right. its own self-contained uh, adventure or story, and there wasn't a whole lot of tie-in across the whole season aside from the child and and sort of what the quest in the end would be. Um, I'm curious if they're going to strap these episodes a little more fluently together. Uh, As opposed to sort of just standalone episodes, which I didn't really mind. I thought it was kind of cool. It was Mm. different, very sort of 70s, 80s Buck Rogers kind of vibe. Like every week it was a different story,
3: but it was, you know, the characters that you knew and loved. And that's uh, what I kind of feel with this thing. I I feel like it's like the A team every episode, but not in a (laughs) bad way. Like they have, he's got some shit to solve, but it's still wrapped up in the. Yeah, and you're allotted 45 minutes or whatever, right? That's what it is. It's like you got to go kill that thing and then we'll get to the other thing. So then that's. But but like the
1: A team, you've got a a bunch of baddies that still can't hit the side of a barn.
3: (laughs) So, um, Michael, will you join us again for some more Mando Talk?
1: Are you kidding me? I can't wait because I'm excited uh, sort of to link everything back together with our our wrestling love. Oh, Um, man, yeah. Is later this season, Sasha Banks is yes. going to be in The Mandalorian. You should probably which, call her, Mike. I'm sure you know
3: her, so you should just, just get yeah, her
1: on. I wish I, wish I did. You I should wish just get I did. her on. You know, Renee, is- Renee
3: Paquette broke some news on my podcast a couple of weeks ago. Let's get yeah. Sasha on to break some shit on this thing.
1: I know. And you know Come what? On. I think it's great. I, I, I'm i excited for her. Uh, I think this is going to be an amazing uh launching pad for her. I know she's she's been a an, an incredible uh, part of the whole uh, revolution, the evolution, like the women's evolution, mm-hmm. um, you know, Bailey, uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Sasha. Uh, this is going to be very good for her career. And it's nice to see another sort of WWE superstar making that crossover uh, because it's been pretty, pretty light aside from the Miz.
3: Right. No, but I mean, not even we that. You've got, I mean, Cena and I guess you're going to that size. You got Cena Batista and The Rock, really. And now but, you've got. But I mean, that's, you you know, look the Rock. Though, right?
1: The Rock is here. Mm-hmm. I mean, The Rock was here. I mean, Hogan. You can say he was up here too. The Rock, Cena is still kind of he's there, but he didn't quite achieve that same level of mm-hmm. success. Miz, mm-hmm. I, I like Miz, but I think again, you, I think you've you've kind of reached the level that you're going to get, but um, it, uh, back to sort of back to the whole Sasha thing. I think it's cool. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see uh, what her role is going to be. And obviously they're expecting big things out of it because uh, Bailey was an amazing champion for over a year, did a great job uh, holding the forts during the pandemic for the, for the women's side, probably the best uh, performer her and Sasha over the last year, no knock on drew, but they've probably carried both the the blue and red brand uh during this time but now that sash is going to get a little more mainstream uh, it's surprising that she got the title so i'm just mm. saying you know oh, she's gonna, gonna, gonna go be, on yeah. good morning america
3: or yeah, yeah, you know yeah yeah, all yeah. Those shows. a bit of a plan there well, right uh, well, Mike, i'd love guess. to
0: see her come on here and just literally break stuff like you see as just going to break some shit yeah, yeah that'd be cool so, just a video of her
1: breaking shit trash stuff you know yes that'd
0: be pretty good I, I, that'd but, be exciting for me
1: <laughs> but i uh, i'm excited for the rest of the season uh, i love the fact that they did not release all the episodes at once mm-hmm. uh because it makes me want to you know i'm i'm waiting for the next episode yeah. waiting 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 uh just like you know just like the old days it's the anticipation of it and yeah. uh yeah they couldn't favs, even give us three yeah huh? no no see and favs he's he's done it again yeah, man yeah, yeah he, uh, they he can't he, miss what a, it's a, he, had a great swingers. he had me at okay, swingers that, wow that's and, a long time ago too right and uh you know he can do no wrong and probably one of my favorite films over the last you know 10 years what one of those guilty pleasure favorites is his movie chef uh if you haven't seen it
0: I seen great. it great yeah you know it's on
3: excellent. it's on my it's list excellent. to see but uh, yeah. i've got time to i got i got a podcast to do now Michael, tons of time. Come on. Where can people find you online, sir? Tell us all about, or in the theater, or on the air, or where <laughs> can they can hear their voice.
0: You're gonna have to stalk him.
1: You'll hear me everywhere. If you watch TV in Canada, chances are you're gonna hear me at some point. Uh, especially if you're watching the old HGTV, uh, anything like that. You'll you'll hear the dulcet tones and. Of course, if uh, if you do get to the movies, I'm still the guy telling you to turn off your cell phone. <laughs> uh, Tommy, Tommy, texter going on eleven love years it. now, so it's
0: love it. It's, awesome. it's
1: pretty kick ass. But uh, in the meantime, boys, uh, I'm I'm excited. We got to do this again, and totally, uh, and uh, we'll we'll keep on nerding out. Love uh, love the podcast. I'm gonna go back to work on your intro. Uh which you've already heard, but as we're doing this <laughs> we have time machines. Whole, it's this whole back to the well, you can play to, we'll uh,
3: give you this for the post edit and you can do that whole rewind sound and we'll do a little <laughs> thing and
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah no, awesome, it's it's buddy. all good, man. So uh we'll uh, we'll get yeah. to work on that. In the meantime, may the force be with you all.
3: Thanks, Mike. Use the schwartz, buddy.
1: <laughs> nice. See
0: you tomorrow. Cheers, buddy. <laughs>
3: Always great to have uh, our, my good buddy, Mike uh, Pongratz on there. And I guess he's going back
0: with us a, long, right, a few years now, man. Mike, uh, you met him back in Pearl Jam. Yes, yeah, and- so I did meet him. Him and Edge. Edge was there. Adam yeah. was there. And we bonded over we talking about Kiss. Because I was like, we were talking about me. I was a music teacher. All I did was teach music back then. And uh, he's like, what's your favorite band? And I said, Kiss. And he goes, he's like, bug off. And I was like, uh, yeah, Kiss. And he goes, nobody likes Kiss. And I was like, yeah, they do. And we actually had the exact same, this is crazy. So he's like, "You know, what's your favorite Kiss song? He goes, you first. And I was like, Mr. Speed. He's like. Again, he's like, "Fuck off!" And I was like, "You can't. That cannot. Mr. Speed cannot be your favorite kiss song." And he says, but it is?" So we had drinks and bonded over that. So it was, it was only forty-eight degrees out too. So I oh, know. I was sweating like I was sweating so badly, and it's funny because I got a picture with him too, and I'm like drenched in sweat, and it's like, "Wow!" So, so Mike's very well good. Uh,
3: Mike's a, Mike's the a old nerd like us, and loves uh, I wrestling, like Mike's wrestling a good dude. And, and Star Wars and stuff. So as this Mandalorian uh, uh, moves along, we'll be getting Mike on uh, more That's often. Awesome. So can I just
0: show one more thing yeah, that if you 100%. are, if you are into uh the mandalorian and bounty hunters and star wars and if you're a comic fan uh there is a bounty hunter comic book um very cool it's really really good the main character is called valance and it goes in between uh empire and return of the jedi and he teams up obviously with boba fett and bosk here and uh hilarity is and it's <laughs> hilarity assumes but actually it does it, it's more like fighting but there we are there's up to like issue six right now um highly recommended if you like anything about the mandalorian you're gonna love the comic book uh bounty hunter by marvel there it is and that's the latest issue We okay. have the classics in there right love something it. to buy tomorrow we're gonna take um, yeah. my little guy down and we'll go get
3: some stuff so it sounds got rad to, some, to me we're gonna move on we're gonna keep uh, episode three moving along here borat two just came out uh we're gonna did. add a little uh we're gonna add another guest to the mix here Let's uh, do it right now. We're adding uh, yeah! <laughs> Mr. Blundell. That guy must be from Canada. Who's <laughs> doing his thing? We're uh, we're adding Mr. Blundell to the mix. How are you, Dean? Really good.
0: How are you guys? Doing great, my friend. Hanging you. Now, welcome
3: to the uh, kids great on the to- escalator. The kids on the escalator podcast, buddy. On your network.
2: Mm. <laughs> What's that? What, what what is what? Can you explain this podcast to me? Can, can just, you, just uh, need you to sign it? We just need you to sign the check
3: we'll do the rest no problem we're, we're gonna talk about
0: movies which include like our favorite yeah. movies would be marvel and star wars maybe a little bit of shining stuff because i love the movies.
3: horror movies last
0: episode we talked about the scariest movies of all time we doing, did, we did we we disagreed with a website i can't remember what it the was nerdist. But we, we, the nerdist we disagreed yeah. with them yeah. yeah we did a little bit of wrestling
2: talk a little bit what's, of uh, music yes. talk a little bit of uh, comic books. what's what is the scare? what is the scariest movie of all time according to the nerdist sinister Sinister. Sinister. What's the scariest movie of all time, according to Chris Machete? Hereditary. Oh, you said that fast. He yeah, because right that. that was
0: like nuts. Blew my mind. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Blew my mind. Why? Really Why? Good. What's hereditary um, about? Is it is it worse than that one called uh is it human centipede? Is it oh uh, it's uh, not the, what's like that at called? all. No,
0: that <laughs> it's not like shock value. It's more like just creepy what the fuck moments. You know, you know when you watch horror movies? Like and they're they're kind of like yeah. realistic horror movies, and you get those what the fuck moments. It's just filled with them, like just filled with mm-hmm. them. And that's what I like is like you actually want to rewind the movie back up and just like okay, what the fuck just happened there? Like it, it's exactly like yeah. that. And that's how I judge a really good suspenseful scary movie is it on the what the fuck moments, and it has the most. Yeah. To me. Like I, my like Halloween is like my favorite horror movie of all time, and Friday the Thirteenth just because when I was a little kid it scared the shit out of me, but as as an adult, hereditary, boom.
2: Uh, great question. Uh, for, first of all, let me just say this. I think there's different categories of scary movies, too. Like, it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a scary movie because the music just, you know, it's got the qu- crazy, weird uh, doo-doo, doo-doo. That's it. So I would say one movie that scared the living shit out of me. Well, two. Like, everybody's got their introductory to, like, that genre, right? It was it was Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, wow. I, I never wanted to sleep on a bunk bed ever after Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. I thought knives were going to come through the bed, come through me, tear me up, throw me around the room a little bit, and um, so that was like my my introduction to it. But the ring, the ring, for some reason, really bothered me, and I don't know why. And 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 to this day, where you know my investment into that genre has to be like, okay, listen, I need to be in a certain mood, probably a little bit high, um, to be able to sit and watch. Like I'm watching. Um, I watched uh, *Blind Manor*, uh, that that show on Netflix, *The Haunting of Blind Manor*. Eh, it's a little cheesy, you know, but I knew what I was getting. It's like eh, *The Haunting of Blind Manor* and those *Haunting of* series—they're like uh, soap opera hauntings, right? To me, that's kind of what it. But like the movies that really, really scared the living shit out of me—absolutely *Name on Elm Street*, *Poltergeist* for sure. Scared the living shit out of me. The classics. Scare the living shit out of me! I just showed but, the
3: kids poltergeist for the first time here today.
2: Nice. And uh what'd they say? They freak <laughs> they
0: out. Lost their mind. But well, Dean, the, as an as an adult, sorry, as, as Dean, as an adult, what's your favorite scary movie? Do those ones still yeah. scare you like that? Or do you like is there
2: anything newer that you've seen? I guess the ring's newer, right? The rings the rings in the last I think 15. I would say 15, 20 years. Yeah, I would yeah. Say, and that's yeah. Naomi Watts, right? Yeah. That bothered me. <laughs> Um, I, I, but I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't, I don't have a, I don't spend a ton of time in the genre of, uh, because it just stresses the fuck out of me all the time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just coming out of a stressful time in my life. And I'm like, if I'm going to invest two hours in something, do I want it to make me feel good? Like the other yeah. day, guys, I'm not, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I watched Hubie Halloween. And again, was <laughs> oh, I no, high? Oh, no, Absolutely, fucking lutely, I was high. But if you want to ask me what my favorite show of the Halloween season has been, it's Hubie Halloween. Guaranteed, hundred percent. Well he got everybody but, back from Happy Gilmore, so that was killer.
3: Oh, okay. Always in the same one. Except for Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers wasn't it.
2: No. Um, do you guys watch Borat? Do you like Borat? See, I
0: just watched it. We're going to talk. Just the that's what we're going to talk today. about. Uh, Chris, Chris never watched the first one, but he no, just. No, but there's a there's a see. I like what the fuck moments, and that had the new Bora had one of the biggest what the fuck moments that I've seen in a long time. It's one of those ones where when you're done watching it, you're YouTubeing, going, okay. Obviously, the Mayor Giuliani mm-hmm. scene. Like, again, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead just because I love what the fuck movies and moment or moments mm-hmm. in movies, yep. and I yep. I researched that moment after <laughs> tenfold. Wow. Okay so yes i saw I went into it. It. like it. like when
2: you when when you watch a movie do you have to watch like uh do you have to go and study what what it is that you watch too like are you like that after. with with like reality shows and stuff where you're like oh i got to oh yeah you don't you don't google it during the movie just to see what's going no, on no I, I like actually that's
0: a good question cuz i like going in cold and then after yeah. if if i like it like the amount of time i've spent researching the, the movie the shining holy crap mm-hmm. like I, that's one of the movies especially as 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 drawing and writing man like that is as amazing but no i, I like to go in cold and then if i dig it then i research the hell out of it after right like the youtube rabbit hole you know what i mean that kind of thing yeah yeah but yeah. Um, that blew my mind yeah. the what the fuck moment in that one and i thought that the star of the show was america again mm-hmm. new to borat wow america <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like
2: mm-hmm. wow oh, so wonderful. you guys you yeah, guys be,
0: take it from there because wow if that, you I was just well, like blown
2: away if you haven't seen the first one, you have to start there. Like, if you just saw the second one, I highly suggest, and if, if you're one of those people that hasn't seen the second one, don't don't watch it without watching the first one. Because the first one sets up how funny the second one is and the chances that he had to take, uh, why he used uh, Maria Bak- Bakalova, I think her name is, um, why she, he, she had to play a prominent role and, and, and the really fucking funny part about that whole um, the whole sequel to Borat, it was like it was 14, 15 years later. And he's more fucking famous now. Well, prior to him, him even putting this out than he was when the actual first Borat came out. Because not only was it such a fucking huge hit, it was like a cult classic, too, after that. It's like one of those movies everybody watches when they're high or they're sad or they want to fucking have just a little mindless chuckle. But what what Borat did in this, and and I don't I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Brent. What 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 Sasha Baron Cohen did is he made a really fucking big statement. And and that statement was: I'm here to fuck with America's institutions and all the bad ones, like not the good ones, the bad ones, the bad people that are involved in those institutions and and you talk about what the fuck moments chris i completely I, and and this mm. is this is one of my favorite i've never seen a movie like this where i had to stop because i was laughing so hard and and also was trying to digest the importance of the moment but the moon blood scene And i know right. everybody's cuz we 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 blogged oh about my it God. <laughs> it's funny that i didn't pick that as the what the fuck moment right yeah well, it's weird when the guy when the guy says
3: he'd pay 500 bucks for for uh, a <laughs> tattoo
2: how much, do you yeah. pay for, How my much daughter? for you 500
3: bucks oh my god Listen,
2: <laughs> and I, then the, and was, then the daughter slapped him and the daughter slapped him after he said that too anyway and she's like you're a fucking pig
3: <laughs> i can't believe the, the crazy thing about about it too um it's not just it's not just the um debauchery it's the, the time that goes into actually thinking this out because you know you, with jackass for instance or something when those guys are doing all these they, they got to think about their stunts they got to do whatever this thing he's got security he's got all these things wow. he's got to go through but then yeah. he's got to come up with the idea first he's got to sit in a room and go what if we try to crash a debutante ball who the hell is thinking about a debutante ball <laughs> no mm-hmm. so this right. is just the genius of that just particular scene in, in itself and, but oh do you know why God. he
2: picked the debutante ball? And this it's is just, the interesting part. This is this is why this the the symbolism. In as much as it was incredible watching a woman menstruate in the middle of a ballroom dance floor, off and and, and go spread eagle, and for for like what felt like hours. By the way, <laughs> um, it
0: did. It did.
2: It, it just never ended. It was like that scene in Borat, like the very first one where they're chasing each other through the real estate convention naked uh, with the dildo in his hand. And, and it was like, you just, you want it to end, but you never wanted it to end because cause, cause <laughs> Borat's face in it was like fucking priceless. He was just so proud of his daughter who was menstruating in front of everybody. But what made that so great is the debutante ball was set up. That was everyone there knew they were filming a movie about a debutante ball but they had no control over anything that was going to happen, which is how they were able to get away with that. But the reason why he did it was very interesting, is because those debutante balls are incredibly fucking colonial and racist in heritage. So that's why he went after those people. That's why he went after the patriarchal society and the colonialism and and and, and how incredibly fucking white those things are. Uh, just to just to just to give a shot, just to fucking put a wedge. Uh, into into high society and, and and where that high society came from. So on top of the all the menstruating, there was a fucking pretty cool message in there too, which is what totally. I really like.
3: Yeah, all, and yeah. almost every single scenario there was too. Especially like he went into the um, to the mosque and that lady, that lady since died, yeah. the old lady who said she was a survivor, and she just she just goes like he goes in as the dressed as like the most offensive the devil. possible. <laughs> a possible way that you could offend somebody and i heard rumblings that she's the only one that was let in on the gag ah okay out of respect for her and so she's like as long as you don't make like i will tell i will give you advice film that part and then she apparently died after the movie so he loved her he he thought she was lovely and all that stuff so but (laughs) i would i kept i heard going into the to the movie that he'd actually let the cat out of the bag a few times to a few to a few people but i'm looking at it going Trying to guess who was in on the gag, and I'm like, this can't be real. Like, I, mm-hmm, it is yeah. real. I know it is. But I'm like, you know, the, the, he talks about living with those two guys in the in the house for like a week. <laughs> I'm like, how do they not know who Borat is? And even if even if you're that fucking insane, how do you not know? You know, they were clearly in a rabbit hole going yeah. on about uh, Hillary and everybody and blah blah blah. And they were talking about that, and <laughs> but they still didn't know who he was. So. Oh my god! That, it was
0: just when he performed that song and they went to that uh, Trump demonstration. Man, that was that was actually scary, man. Like that was freaking scary. They, he really proved a point there, man. They wow. cut it to it.
3: They cut it off. Like uh, oh, I bet he, they did, he had man. To jump into that an ambulance is... and get out of there because they, they, they everyone started uh, knowing what the gag was. Oh, crowd started right to turn. That.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah well, but they that was... Show that. It. They just they, they had they had you know. That that made the news. If you remember back when we started to find out Borat 2 was gonna come out, that was like the one of the first things that we that I remember hearing is that Sasha Baron Cohen had crashed this white nationalist sing-along <laughs> in I think it was on the West Coast. I think it might have been in Oregon, if I'm not mistaken. And and so if you remember back when he did it. You're like, Oh my God. And then they, they had little stills and sort of like some handicapped video, but they didn't have the professional video of it. Uh, in the, the climate that, that is in the United States right now uh, for him to do that, for him to go in and, and to be willing to take that chance professionally for his own safety, all the safety of all the people involved. Um, and, 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 and the uncomfortable situations that he continually put himself in that movie. Is he the only guy in the world that can do that kind of comedy? Like, a, it, was, and was it like a fucking political comedy? Like what was, <laughs> what was that? What to, did to we see? What to, was pull, see? Pull,
0: to pull off acting like that under that much pressure blew my mind. Like it was funny. Cause when he yeah. was dressed up as the cowboy and it looked like he was going to say something, so, like oh my god but you fuck yeah i'm ready you know just <laughs> whoa i'd like to see somebody like whoever your favorite actor is pull off something like that put him in that much of an uncomfortable situation and still stick to character yeah. and pull it off man wow good for him holy cow and, you know the funny thing is is that there was such a it's such a
3: build-up to him but the star, outside of america being the star chris that his daughter is she's oh no she was great brilliant in this movie and i just thought you know mm-hmm it was just he it was it was a it was built up so well to actually let him kind of be himself but yeah. he was really like a side you know like a side bit to this movie it was it was sure. what you said dean it was his statements it was her it was almost everyone else and he just kind of yeah. was in the background I, and i thought that was the best part cuz i'm like he didn't even have to really be a star here he
2: just had to let
3: everyone else do their thing so
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah, I, I think maybe one of the most compelling parts of that movie was the start of the movie where he was like running around, uh, and everybody was going Borat, Borat, hey, 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 Borat, he screaming at him. He's like, he's like, it's not me, you know. He was like running <laughs> around, and, um, but yeah. he, he, he was he, he. You know what he did, uh, and I was shocked because you know there are there there are two factions of people because I grew up in this religious kind of order. I call it a cult. It's mm-hmm. Christianity. And and, mm-hmm. and I look back now at, at that cultish upbringing, and what was really important to my family is, like, we were not allowed to watch any movies that had anything to do with the word because uh, the word cunt is in there. Fuck. Uh, like, just language. The, the funny, shocking language that they used to be able to add some entertainment to the value of what we were watching. You know what I mean? So... You know, you can get caught up in the language. You can get caught up in the situations. Like, what was that book that he gave his daughter that said she's not allowed to <sighs> touch oh, <geez>. her vagina? <laughs> the teeth. <laughs> the teeth. That's a, that, a <laughs> oh, yeah. no, the... <laughs> she's true story. She's reading this to the all. babysitter. She's like, what? and she's like, uh, she's like, "What are you reading?" She goes, "A book about the." It's a true story. It's about a woman that basically, you're. You know, this is why no one in our country touches our, our vaginas, and then yeah. she goes into that. She she finally goes and touches her vagina because the babysitter tells her, Listen, there's no teeth in your vagina, it's not gonna eat your heart. Yeah, you're all good. <laughs>
0: and then she does it at a Republican <laughs> <laughs> women's
2: convention, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah that's she, what it was. <laughs> that she's like, I just touched my cunt, and in front of all <laughs> these people, and I was pissing my pants laughing because I thought to myself. That is that just made that entire situation that much worse. Like like bombing the actual Republicans' <laughs> Women's Convention is one thing, right? But like to go in there and, and deliver the hard C word in front of everybody right off the hop, I was just I just right. thought you know, like, it, it was It was, was like brilliant. it was like
0: when uh, when Buddy took off the helmet in Mando. When Mandalorian and he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, just so I was going back to other. <laughs> yeah. That's how shocking it was for the. Sorry, North did fan, he take right? his like,
2: did did the Mando the take guys, his helmet yeah. off in this?
0: No. no, another guy did who was oh. in Boba Fett's outfit. So it was the same thing. It was just, it was the same thing. It was just like when she said the word "cunt," everybody's like, Ugh! and when that dude took his helmet off in, it's in Tim, Tim the, at the world, Elephant, was like, isn't this the, the, Batman, it? the same thing? It was like,
2: did you Sorry, watch in yeah, 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 it's, it's like, like the. <coughs> I saw the first season. I haven't seen the second season, and it's uh, on my hit list of things I need I to only, watch. You're only one episode um, out. Yeah, only one episode yeah. out. Yeah. I just had. I had to link
0: the two episodes there. You know what was funny? And to me
3: really subtle. Oh, just between you, hang just on, I don't know what about. that means.
0: No, we, ju- we just talked about the Mandalorian. Oh, I just had to link the two together there oh, with our board. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> you go. I, just happy to be part of it.
3: I, yeah, part of the it. funny part, I, one of the, one of the uh, bits uh, I really loved about this movie uh, at the beginning when he's trying to <laughs> So he's faxing the, the, the oh, guy from yeah. Kazakhstan, but if you think about what he yeah. was actually trying to do, he was actually trying to send a text 'Cause he sends it mm-hmm. and then the guy hits back an emoji and then he hits back two emojis. And I didn't catch well, it, at and, first. And I then was it. Like he's just faxing. My wife goes, He's mm-hmm. trying to text him to Kazakhstan. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my god, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he's like, you
2: need yeah. The to get yeah. yeah. Can you send the fax? What do you want to say? Sup? <laughs> <Yeah>, Chilling. <totally. laughs> I was like Jealous. and then and then and then the guy sends back the picture <laughs> and, and the great again they don't need to, he didn't need to go this far but I'm fucking so glad he did. Every time this happens I laugh. I'm like fuck he did not need to do all that extra stuff. So you're you like you get the joke, right? He's treating a fax machine as a text like he thinks it's a fucking mm-hmm. cell phone and it's working. So he's using it as a cell phone with his buddy back in Kazakhstan. So what comes through on the fax? A picture of a guy's cock and balls. Like, like hey uh oh look at this my buddy i got him out of this like a joke a joke text of some guy's dick and but it, it comes to the comes to the quick stop fax machine and the guy takes it off and he's like uh so you sent this next <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, died laughed. And it was like full on male <laughs> genitalia and, and nudity and stuff. Again, he didn't need to go that far. But those are the accents that he added to Borat, too, that I just fucking loved. You know, the uncomfortableness think- was there, but the statements were heavy. I loved it. Sorry. Go ahead, bro. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Totally there. Well, this is a, we keep, we, we wanted to keep our light today, but uh, I like the convenience of, I like the convenience of it coming out, you know, a week before the election. So we'll see if at all it does anything uh This year,
0: I don't know. Well, so, so wait a second So, I got a question. See, I don't know much yeah. about American politics. So, what is Julian? Is Giuliani the mayor of New York? He's no, not he mayor. Was. Of New York. He was. okay? He was. I know he, he was. was. He was. Trump's <laughs> <lawyer>. <laughs> he's Trump's lawyer. <laughs> yeah. One up, I guess. Right? <laughs> oh, okay. Well,
2: okay. well, he says he's Trump's lawyer. He's Trump's little 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 <laughs> bitch. Pardon, pardon the pun, bitch. He's Trump's little oh, yeah. bitch goes around and does stuff for trump and does side deals and fucking undercuts the government and all that other she's a fucking terrible human being i i yeah, wonder I what's going to happen because we're we're election eve here uh i don't know when anybody's going to be listening to this but it would be interesting to to make a statement here because in almost like a prediction uh in, in a very kind of macabre way i think that you've got I think you're going to see some real weird stuff happen in the United States over the next couple of weeks yeah. I, I, from not, ju- not just vote counting, but I, I'm, I'm worried. I don't know how you guys feel. Um, I'm, I'm concerned, not worried, concerned, interested, waiting with bated breath to see depending on the outcome, what we're going to see America look like in the immediate as everybody gets emotional. And then after the fact mm-hmm. as well. Yeah.
0: Well, you know it's going to be violent either way you know it's going to be violent the response will be violent because that seems to be the the ticket there right yeah i don't
3: th- i don't know if mm. it's uh,
0: if it's gonna mellow either way
3: uh, whatever happens, i mean i don't think uh, I, I don't think in that regard i don't you know not getting too far into this side of it but i think if you if uh trump wins you're you know the lefties aren't too violent but i i still think that it's just gonna rise you know you're gonna see you the, the hardcore really angry righties are gonna be like Do you see we win and yeah, fuck yeah, and it's gonna. Well, to be no, a there, thing. There's, yeah. there's so many. Yeah. If they lose, they're gonna go the same way. They're gonna be like.
0: There's so you. many live riots yeah. going on right now on yeah. YouTube. Like, sometimes I'll well just click on the live riots, and they're always going on. Yeah. And m- the, most mm-hmm. of the riots are the anti-Trump people, right? So if he wins, then I could see it's just gonna it's gonna explode, and you're gonna get more and more. Well, I was day, concerned
2: be- today because, I yeah, I, I was concerned today because at the White House they erected this massive like secondary fence. And I'm like, right? Ah, yeah, yeah. I can't be great. I can't be great. And then Trump canceled his his like his victory speech yesterday. And I'm like, that can't be a great sign. So I always <laughs> look. It's it's interesting. Like you know the temperature and the fever and you know the death and the and and all the COVID and uh, you know the cages and the children and the separation and the racism. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And on. But what I'm interested in, and I said this in our podcast today, is like, who's undecided at this point? Who's going, like, who's who's, who's going like this? You know, I don't know I'm, I'm you still holding out hope for something on that computer that Hunter Biden might have lying around. Yeah, I'm yeah, still waiting for that. And then I'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it. You know
0: what? They all know what they're going to do, right? You're exactly right. Yeah. They all know. Just let us know mm-hmm. now. Let's, you know, stop us from waiting. Borat 2. Um, Beauty. Yeah. Dean, thanks for
3: joining us, buddy. Uh, thanks for having us on the network. Brand new show, Kids on the Escalator podcast.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. I'll let you finish out your podcast, but I look forward to uh, Kids on the Escalator.
3: Everybody, check out Dean Blendell.com and the Dean Blendell podcast, uh, who hosts our podcast and uh, graciously gave us a space to uh, broadcast out to half a million people uh, a month, which is great. So, uh, really
0: awesome big episode today man we had a couple guests holy cow you, you got some editing to do unless this is like yeah, live and then everybody to hear the whole
3: thing yeah we had a big episode we'll tighten it up a bit but we uh we had our good buddy mike pongratz on to talk all things mandalorian dean blundell on to talk all things borat amongst other things uh who knows where we're going in episode four man it's just gonna keep going uh um,
0: well what do you think do you, do you, do you think we should do you think we should do uh Oh, what's good? Well, there's a Mandalorian's going to be it soon again. But um, we do you think we should do like an all wrestling episode or something? Or Man, there's, I there's so many. I've on got thing? a thousand
3: ideas. We'll we'll pull we'll the listeners and we'll okay. come up Sounds with a, a bunch of different things. Obviously, it's we've been it's been super uh, rad that there's been so much happening, like with the Mandalorian, uh, the yeah. end of the boys, uh, you know, just some cool shit that's been going on. So it's been making mm-hmm. uh, the, the ability to have a podcast like this um flourish so there's more there's more ideas there's a thousand ideas we can go with it um I de- we definitely need an eddie van halen tribute on the way so i think we got to get yeah. into that uh, i know it's a little late to the game as it's been a couple of weeks but it's never
0: too late to talk about eddie van halen and, uh, uh, dude i'm just recovering from all that it's I like I, I didn't even really post anything on facebook or anything it's just kind of like ah oh, really well that's another yeah. chat
3: that's another chat about because uh, you break down uh music uh, well he's my favorite mean, he's, he's-, he's-
0: He's not just my favorite guitar player. He's my favorite musician, right? Mm-hmm. So I couldn't even, I didn't even have the heart to post anything. I was yeah. just like, Ugh. Well, we'll get into that. And we got some people that were connected to him that we'll bring into the mix
3: too to talk about it. More ahead for the kids yeah. on the Escalator podcast.
0: Yay! That my drink over, is
3: done. That over there is uh, Chris Machete. And I am uh, Brenton from the Brenton on Tour podcast. Uh, it's not just this we got going on. Chris, what's going on with Chris Machete? Let's look, fill my, him in.
0: My, my comic book company is is uh, well, we're setting uh, up for a big release. Uh, the first week of January. I don't know if I can release stuff on January first, but I'd like to. So um, the first uh, comic book, Skeletron, is uh, almost color toned because it's it's gray tones. It's it's a black and white. Comic. Almost done, and I'm getting ready to add the the word bubbles in the dialogue, which is amazing. After that, we're gonna do uh, slices, cuts, and guts, which is gonna be like the heavy metal magazine uh slash kind of mad magazine but a little more heavy a little more heavy metal than mad magazine so you can follow me there on instagram on mr machete you can find me on facebook on machete comics you can find me in kingston <laughs> you look really hard
3: <laughs> probably at the comic store right yes. now to podcast on all platforms the kids on the escalator podcast now on all platforms and we're on instagram uh now uh, to Twitter and all that stuff to come, but we'll, we'll, just, right. we'll just stick to all the things we're slowly building into the mix. Yeah, you can find us on dmondel.com mm. Huge thanks to Mike Von for our intro this week and moving forward for appearing this week. Mr. Dean Mondel for uh, standing by and talking some Borat. And uh, okay. you, the listener, right? Thanks for checking it out. Awesome, man. The times Rad dude Awesome. Next week, friends. See you then.
2: it is your favorite girl that's right it's the ali mars the one and the only Welcome to Mars.
1: Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at TheAllyMars.com.
2: Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.
3: Do